Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Calendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. Vaccine incentives impact on response. From free donuts at Krispy Kreme to free beer at your local bar, companies and organizations across the nation are offering a variety of incentives to those who can show they got vaccinated. On the other hand, arguments for more federal relaxation of rules have been made to provide the incentive. Today, we'll discuss what incentives work and how they have affected vaccine turnout. In May, Erie County of New York had its highest vaccination rate following a brewing company offering free beer to vaccinated people. Other states like New Jersey, Connecticut, West Virginia, and D.C. are also implementing similar incentive programs. Krispy Kreme is offering free donuts for people who bring in their vaccination card, and many other businesses are following suit as part of an effort to increase vaccinations. Now, at the same time, many argue that more effective incentive would be if the federal government relaxes mass and social distancing regulations. The experts weigh in with the data. So here we go. Now, according to the Economist YouGov poll, such incentives like less masking and social distancing carry a pretty small impact. Only 19% of the first dose vaccinated people said they thought it would be safe to be around unvaccinated people indoors and maskless. However, 63% of people who do not plan to get vaccinated agreed with the previous sentiment. The poll revealed that government-level incentives of relaxed rules likely won't affect vaccination rates that much. Though the jury's still out on the impact of more business-specific incentives such as free beer and donuts, cash incentives show potentially promising results to increasing vaccination rates. A current survey of tens of thousands of participants showed that 34% of unvaccinated people would get vaccinated for a $100 reward, and 28% would get vaccinated for a $25 reward. Though these are currently only for research purposes, it does show that people will change their mind depending on the type of incentive attached, and many vaccine skeptics currently fall in the wait-and-see group, which is where vaccine incentives may really make a difference. Researchers introduce tests that can screen for flu and COVID simultaneously. While 2020 didn't see the typical flu season, thank goodness, researchers anticipate that the easing of lockdown policies and return to in-person school and work will bring the flu back along with it. I totally agree with that. According to the New York Times, the return of the flu will pose an important question for many people. Do I have COVID or do I have influenza? Now, some scientists at South Dakota's Sanford Health System have developed a test intended to answer this question all at once. They call the test a quad test because it tests for four viruses at the same time. Two types of influenza, COVID-19 and RSV, the respiratory syncytial virus. 
While some COVID tests now are antigen tests, which look for the proteins of the virus, the quad test is a PCR test, which stands for polymerase chain reaction. This test detects RNA and are more accurate than antigen testing. Now, while PCR testing used to be too intensive to be used in routine testing, technology has evolved to make multiplex testing fairly common with more tests of this variety on the market and in development. One French company developed a PCR test that looks for 21 viruses in addition to COVID. Now, while testing multiple viruses at once can make diagnosis easier, it doesn't come without complications because according to the New York Times, doctors using this test found that it's pretty common to be infected with more than one pathogen at once. And there is some debate on how many viruses should be on a routine test. Expanding efforts to protect migrants. A public health order was made during the last administration that basically closed the U.S.-Mexico border to many migrants because of the public safety concerns due to the pandemic. The Biden administration is now loosening up those restrictions, and we here at Noise Filter say thank goodness. More vulnerable migrants are now being granted humanitarian exceptions. This includes families with children and people of transgender experience who face physical danger in border towns. Most are still being rejected, but the number of those seeking asylum is thankfully increasing. A Homeland Security Department spokeswoman told NPR that they are working to streamline a system for identifying and lawfully processing vulnerable individuals with humanitarian exceptions. This requires close coordination with international NGOs in Mexico, as well as COVID-19 testing to ensure safety of both migrants and citizens. Though there is progress being made, migration experts and aid groups believe that this is also creating confusion about who can be considered vulnerable. It seems like it's based on chance, which may be cause for another surge of migration. The Biden administration is urging many Central American migrants not to make the journey because the border is still closed, though most unaccompanied migrant children are being granted entry. This is a controversial topic with some people wanting to limit the number of migrants arriving, but also immigrants' rights groups are pushing to do more for the vulnerable who are seeking asylum, and part of that is lifting this public health order. Booster shots. Now, with about 52% of the country fully vaccinated, people are beginning to see remnants of normalcy and pre-pandemic freedoms. Now, while the day someone gets fully vaccinated will be cause for celebration, joy, and relief, it may not be the last time you need a COVID vaccine. Mm-mm. Booster shots may become necessary in the future to continue immune protection and response. It remains a question of how long these vaccinations offer protection. In the case that they may weaken over time, developers are working on creating booster shots to ramp up protection again. In April, Pfizer said people who receive two-dose vaccines may need to get a third booster at the 12-month mark. And in May, Moderna similarly reported that a third dose would be needed in the fall. The possibility is nothing new and is a normal consideration in the world of vaccinating for infectious diseases. Many vaccines require a booster shot after an increment of time and are still proven safe and effective. We should see this as innovation and not cause for fear or doubt in the vaccine process. The vaccines so far have shown promise in mitigating the transmission of COVID-19. Booster shots would ensure continued protection and minimized risks.
parents of young adults reconnect. The pandemic has paved the way for major shifts and changes to our lives, and some of those changes are difficult and unwanted, whereas others are actually pleasant surprises. For parents of young adults, the silver lining of the pandemic has offered an opportunity to reconnect with their children. In the world of Zoom, many families have sought out the platform to have regular calls scheduled to talk and catch up. Some families do weekly Sunday dinners via Zoom where they'll just prepare a meal together while being apart, and other families take advantage of Zoom to catch up with distant relatives for whom they don't normally see. In addition to Zoom, Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming devices offer platforms to watch movies or TV shows virtually, quote-unquote, together. There will be a small tab on the side where you'll see your family members and you can watch the show or movie all together. Though it may not be the same as watching a movie together in person, it offers a fun and engaging alternative for families to connect with one another in a time of so much isolation. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home, and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.